Hey everyone. It's been a couple weeks. I just needed to take a break. Actually, I recorded some riffs for you all, but then I, I don't know, I just wasn't feeling them when I listened to them again. And maybe that was the mistake because typically I don't listen to what comes out of me. Like I record the riffs because I feel like I need to record this and then I record it and then I put it out there and I don't usually listen to it. As you know, I really don't do any editing. That was something I did in the beginning with the podcast. And I don't know, I think as time went on, I got more comfortable with just putting the message out there and trusting that it was exactly what needed to be heard by the right people. And so I got some inspiration this morning and I wanted to share it with you. And and the inspiration is from a song by Alanis Morissette. And I remember when this song came out, it was released in 1998. And I remember when this song came out and it, you know, at the time I wasn't allowing myself to feel my feelings. But when it came out, I remember I would hear it and it would make me cry. And I don't want to start crying (laughs) as I'm recording this because I want to, I want to get this out. But it touches my heart that much. And I feel like it's really important it's such a it's such an important song because like now I get it um now I understand at least the message I understand the message what it would be what it means to me now and the song is basically is knowing that you're loved no matter what <laughs> this is hard to get out <laughs> Okay, I'm not saying hold in your tears, but I am trying to make this recording for you guys. So um, I do want to kind of bring it back in so I can I can get this message out to you. But gosh, it just really, really just opens me up. It just, I feel so much. So anyway, this song is called That I Would Be Good, and it's on the album Supposed Former Infatuation Junkie, and it came out in 98. I just want to read some of the lyrics from that. So it just starts off at the very beginning, that I would be good even if I did nothing, that I would be good even if I got a thumbs down, that I would be good even if I got and stayed sick, that I would be good even if I gained 10 pounds. (laughs) Okay, here I go. That I would be good even if I went bankrupt, that I would be good if I lost my hair and my youth, that I would be great if I was no longer queen, that I would be grand if I was if I was not all-knowing, that I would be loved even when I numb myself, that I would be good even when I'm overwhelmed, that I would be loved even when I was fuming, that I would be good even if I was clingy, that I would be good even if I lost sanity, that I would be good whether with or without you. And I don't know, I think as someone like speaking from myself, someone who has 
done so much because I tried to do the right thing all the time. Like, what is the right thing to do? And I completely ignored what I needed often because I felt like this is the right noble thing. This is the thing I should do. I should do the right thing because if I do the right thing, then I am right. And then I'm worthy of love rather than listening to what my heart needed and listening to what I needed and knowing that even if I make a mistake or choose wrongly, that I'm still loved no matter what. And I, that was such a, a difficult lesson for me to learn that I could still choose myself and, and that I could still love myself and that I still had love from God, the universe, whatever you choose to believe. And, and, it, and, and you're still lovable. You are allowed to feel all those feelings that you do not have to be this perfect person or this perfect girl or this perfect boy, this perfect man, this perfect woman, this perfect person, just whatever you identify with. You do not have to be perfect. But in your imperfection, you are always loved. Like you are loved despite this mistake despite the choice whether it's you might see it as right or wrong or whatever there's a there's a level of worthiness and deserving and and loving that is who you are and to see yourself as lovable can be such a difficult thing for some of us and it's such a journey a journey to go on and to get to a place where you believe and you know that you are lovable I think that's the difficult thing because we always start to edit ourselves and think if we could just change certain things then we would be more lovable and I've done it, and I, I still do it. I still do it. Even with this podcast, like, oh, what? If I miss a podcast, if I do this, if I do that, am I still lovable? Will people still want to listen? Will people still value? And it's one thing to commit to something, but it's another thing to also realize that you're okay if you break your commitment. <laughs> it, meaning, I mean, I try to live my life without hurting others. That is definitely not a goal or an intention that I have. I don't like to see people suffer and I don't like to know that I've hurt someone. I prefer not to. You know, I prefer to live my life in peace. And I think that sometimes when we're these sensitive people, which Alanis Morissette happens to be a highly sensitive person, and in fact, she had this documentary that I... I guess it's kind of a documentary, but um, I encourage you to check out. It's called Sensitive and um, 
sensitive, the untold story featuring Alanis Morissette. And she talks about her journey, but also she, um, they kind of shed light on HSPs and some of the characteristics. I have a feeling if you listen to this podcast, you are a highly sensitive person or an empath. Sometimes you can be both. Um, but just to, I found an article and I'll include links in the show notes, but it's from Creekside Therapy, Creekside Therapy Center. I just, it was the first thing I Googled, but I'm going to include it. And it's Suzanne Marie. She's, oh, it's by Meredith Thomas is what it says. And then it says by Suzanne Marie. So I'm not sure (laughs) who wrote it, but it just basically says a highly sensitive person. HSP is a relatively new phrase, but it's been the subject of much research since the early 90s, which is crazy because this is not a new type of person. This is like a person who has always existed, <laughs> a personality type that has always existed, yet it's fairly new in terms of understanding and researching. So it was officially coined in 1997 by Elaine and Arthur Aaron. And it's estimated that 15 to 20% of the population have sensory processing sensitivity, which is a personality trait, not a disorder or a diagnosis is what they say. So I'm just reading what is here. And it says essentially some individuals have a central nervous system that is more sensitive with stimuli, whether physical, emotional, or social, and is processed more deeply. These individuals are said to be more highly sensitive people. And it also says um, that this person being HSP is an innate trait, which means you're basically born with it. The brain of someone with HSP functions differently and processes information and stimuli on a much deeper level. They become hyper aware of their surroundings and tend to notice even the tiniest aspects of things with their environment. This can become overwhelming, making thoughts, feelings, and emotions too intense and too chaotic to process. Many who are HSPs report that at some point in their life, if not repeatedly, someone else has referred to them as too sensitive. How many times have you heard that? (laughs) I'm curious. How many times have you heard that in your life that you are too sensitive? They also go on to say that highly sensitive persons are often very intelligent, creative, empathetic, and outgoing with trusted people in their lives. There you go. Because like, I feel like I'm such an introvert, but then when I, I'm around people that I, you know, some people might think that I'm outgoing, but that's like a persona that I put on, that I've learned to put on to help me function in the world and function in, in my job. But the real me, the me that I reserve for those that are close to me is, is I'm, I don't know, it's like that gray area where I can then become more of an extrovert. You can see more of my personality, my sense of humor, those people that are closer to me. Sorry for the sniffles, but (laughs) I caught it. I just couldn't hold back. It was just coming out the tears. 
So having a strong, they go on to say that having a strong support group is essential. HSPs tend to take the comforts of home where lights, sounds, and environments can be controlled. Home is their sanctuary. Sanctuary. Word. That is the truth for me. And they say that the place to decompress and unwind, which is so true. I can speak on my personal account that home is like my reprieve. I come here. I want it to feel calm. All the colors are soothing. There's nothing that doesn't feel comfortable here. So they go on to list some of the characteristics and I'll point out a few of these, but again, I'll leave this link in the show notes so you can go on and reference them. But they, um, some of the examples of HSP characteristics are they absolutely abhor violence, abuse, neglect, and cruelty. It almost hurts them physically. They need more downtime than normal. They thrive in silence and a slower pace of life. They need extra time to relax and process the experiences of each day. They tend to be low maintenance and easy to please. They enjoy the simple things in life and don't, and don't settle for less. Making decisions takes longer than normal, and they have to weigh the pros and cons to come up with the best possible decision because they tend to take in more information. They can get trapped in overthinking, which takes more time to process. There's an, there's a long list here, but one of them that sticks out with me is they have great difficulty with conflict and criticism. They tend to be already hard on themselves and are aware of their shortcomings. So when someone points them out, it can be doubly overwhelming. I have lived that many times. (laughs) And I'm going to end on one more. They tend to have a rich inner world and are often more creative, perceptive, insightful, and self-aware. They dream big and have no problem reaching their dreams, which is true, which is why I started this podcast, because I wanted you to understand, like, this has been a journey in me understanding myself, and what I wanted to do was just be like one of those people who helps hold a light out to kind of show you your own way. Do you understand? And so... All that said, oh, I want to send you so much love and I encourage you, I will include the YouTube video to this song by Alanis Morissette and I will include the link to this article and um, I encourage you if, if this podcast speaks to you to please go to them or if you know someone that you've called too sensitive it would be great for you to listen to these things and to read the or to listen to the song and to read this article because it will help you understand the inner world of these people in your life that you you refer to as too sensitive because that in itself when someone tells me that I'm too sensitive I feel almost as if they're dismissing my feelings as if I'm not allowed to feel at the depth that I feel And I know that's not intentional for most people because they don't go there. They don't feel what I feel. They don't, they don't feel at the level that I feel. So they don't understand the impact of certain things. But if for those people in your life that are like this, it's, it's important to understand them so that you can fully appreciate the journey they're on because it's, being an HSP, being an empath, it's not an easy one, but it's 
an incredibly beautiful and rewarding one. And it gives you opportunities to tap into so much and bring those ideas into reality if you can just understand that you are worthy and deserving of making those ideas into reality. Do you understand what I mean? It's like having the confidence to know that what you desire and what you feel is worthy of being something that exists in creation. And it's and it's if, if you can understand that you are worthy and you are deserving and you are love and you can really accept that no matter what decisions you make, if you fuck it up, you mess it up, whatever, you are still worthy of love. So there's kind of a double message here. It's the understanding of highly sensitive people, but it's also the understanding that you don't have to be perfect and you can feel and you can get angry and you can have all those feelings that are deemed negative just as just as much as you can have those feelings that are deemed positive. Those negative feelings help you touch on the things that are needed, um, the healing that is needed. So I love to have music as a therapy for me, as a way of bringing out the maybe the repressed pain or the, the tenderness inside of me that needs to, needs to be connected to, that needs to be felt. All right, everyone, sending you so much love from New York City. Mm-hmm.